So we record these episodes in advance, as you could guess, and we are just hearing about the terrible and unfortunate passing of Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg. We just want to say that we are heartbroken. She was incredibly vital to our democracy, and all we can say is that we encourage everyone to get out and vote and to not let her legacy be tarnished by what comes next. Couldn't have said it better. Just reading, you know, the news was a gut punch. And uh, I think a lot of the country felt it. She will absolutely be missed. But if anything, honor her by using your right to vote. And please, 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 please do that this year. Make sure that you're ready to go for November 3rd. Or vote early. I mean, there are so many places yeah. where you can vote now. Mm-hmm. And if you're not comfortable voting at the polls, there's no excuse now. Like, they have made it so easy to absentee vote. We beg of you. Please vote. <laughs> okay. So, again, another very strange segue into something completely non-related. We are talking about Shudder. If you guys don't know what Shudder is, it is a, like, horror-themed streaming service that I really went into thinking, you know, it doesn't get enough credit. It's sad that it's not more publicized, sad that more people don't know about it. And I think some of my opinions have maybe changed after (laughs) using my free trial and then realizing, oh shit, we're going to do an episode on this. I'm going to have to buy this thing. I don't know. I don't want to like sort of show my, my hand too early, but I don't know that it's as remarkable as I was thinking it was from the outsider's perspective. I'm curious as to why you're saying that. Well, I, because the movies we're about to talk about, I mean, like, okay, I liked one of them, but I don't, and then, okay, they have, like, a decent selection of horror that I like, but there's a lot of horror movies on there that are, like, sort of really campy and stupid and ones that are, that are just not for me, that I would don't think I would ever, and I'm the horror guy, you know? yeah. I don't know, I because I think it's interesting because I feel like a lot of the horror movies that you do like, I find very campy and cheesy. But no, you're wrong. Yeah. Oh yeah. Right. Right. Um. I don't know. I think there's a market for that. I think that yeah, there's a there is a totally demographic. Yeah. There is totally. I just I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it anymore. But we both picked a movie that we wanted to sort of talk about that was from Shutter thinking, you know, maybe this could give everybody a reason to go at least use their free trial on Shudder and check out this streaming service. What did you pick? Uh, I picked Color Out of Space. Cool. And I picked Host. Not to be confused with The Host by Bong Joon-ho, which is also a good movie. I enjoyed it. I know you didn't like it the first time you saw it. but I liked Host, though. (laughs) I enjoyed Host as well. I thought it was a very, very clever movie. I thought it was great. Well, good. I'm glad. Which one do you want to talk about first? Um, well, I just said my piece about Host, so if we want to move on to Color Out of Space, um, I just kind of liked that one. I didn't love it. Um, and that's, that's what I have to say about that. So, Oh, cool. Okay. This is going to be really easy to edit. Thank you, guys. Yeah. You're welcome. Vote. You're welcome. <laughs> Uh, It doesn't matter which one we talk about first. All right. We're going to talk about Color Out of Space. I am on the fence about this movie. I can see why people wouldn't like it. Here's 
what Colorado Space is. It is an adaptation of a short story by H.P. Lovecraft. This director named Richard Stanley pretty much like came out of retirement to make this film. It is about this family, uh, Nicolas Cage being the patriarch, and they live out in this sort of this sort of sticks area surrounding this lake. And there is a meteor that hits in their like front yard. And it starts to have this sort of residual effect on all of them. And shit starts to go batshit crazy, like you would probably expect from something from H.P. Lovecraft. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't want to specify exactly what happens to them because it's a spoiler, but it's uh, very alarming. And um, are we not doing spoilers? Oh, yeah, I guess we could. I don't know. I, I will like, OK, so if we if we spoil these movies, I don't know that people are going to want to subscribe to this service, although I guess we always do. I don't fucking know. OK, well, let's let's give our like immediate thoughts following the film. <laughs> And uh, and then maybe we can move on to more spoilery stuff after. What so, a like, novel I'm, concept. Good job. OK, <laughs> until. Yeah, let's like let's break it up. All right. So uh, going into this, I was very excited because I know it looked really great. The trailer alone for this movie, I remember watching it for the first time and being like, this movie seems like one of the best movies I think I will ever see. It was so cool. Ooh. Okay, and fast forward to take two. How did you feel coming out of the movie? Less thrilled, somewhat disappointed, but I don't know. The, okay, the first half, kind of a drag, like really questionable choices, not the best acting, specifically from Mr. Cage himself. I don't know why him. I was, I don't know. Like he just, he was bad at, his character. <laughs> um, That's interesting that you say that because I feel almost exactly the opposite, not necessarily about Nicolas Cage, but just the fact that I feel like the first half was the half that I thought showed some promise. I was like, okay, I'll give this a shot. I know that things are about to get bad. I mean, I understand there's a meteor outside and I know what this movie is about, but then once it starts having effect on everyone. I think everyone's performances literally just fall apart. I mean, everyone's performance. Like I stopped liking the kid from Hill House and I'm like, how can I stop liking the kid from Hill House? But okay. I stopped liking the kid and, and the really cute guy from the OA. Nope. Don't like him anymore either. And I'm like, wow, this sucks. I think, I think the halfway point of the movie is where things start to get like actually interesting I don't care about this Wiccan girl who is in the woods doing rituals to try and get rid of her mom's cancer, which really doesn't seem to have a big point in the movie. Like it doesn't really seem to be like there are some cute moments, I guess, between her and Nicolas Cage and, you know, how she sees herself worth, I guess. I was waiting for something profound. I was waiting for this meteor to have an effect on their lives. And the second half it was an effect that I was not really expecting. I, there were surprises. Spoiler territory. It just kills them all. Like, what the... F I mean, in, like, some really anticlimactic, dumb ways. And really what that... What it seemed to have done is to somehow made Nicolas Cage an even more hammy, like, ridiculous actor. He starts doing this 
horrible Donald Trump impression halfway through the movie, or, or like a mix between Donald Trump and Jack Torrance, and it's just so. Yeah. I don't know why they chose him. It's so strange. I feel like it, the movie would have been a lot better without him. Like I really disliked his acting and his character in this movie. But yeah. did you expect uh, the, the mother and son to be just merged together like that? And No, and but I mean – That was so cool. That was cool, but I wasn't like, oh, okay, so this mother-son merging, I'm, I'm sold. It was like, okay, then he went and killed some alpacas and then are you going to take care of them like you did the alpacas? Like, <laughs> oh my god, are you kidding? I was like, I'm going to turn this off. It was actually really disturbing the way that – the mother and the son were like gurgling the whole time and like making these small noises and stuff. I was like, this is really, I would have put them out of their misery. And I wanted to ask you if your mother was merged with your little brother, would you shoot her? I mean, like, is that the only option? I feel like I'd have taken them to the hospital. I don't know. I'm not sure I would have hesitated. That was like, well, I hope mama Sato never listens to this to know that if her and Jake got fused, if, if I saw how much she was suffering, and I really don't think any surgical procedure would have fixed that. I would have helped her. I don't. I just don't know that they like knew. I know the hospital's far away, but you just went and took her because she chopped her fingers off, and she's yeah. fine. So, but the car doesn't work, and the phones don't work, and I don't know. Oh, I, I think. Guess. Yeah, you're I right. Th- Take her on the horse. I don't fucking know. <laughs> I, why do they have a horse and alpacas? Like, I didn't read the H.P. Lovecraft story. Maybe I would have appreciated it more, but I just have a feeling that this movie still would have come off really shittily acted. I did do some research, and I did look into the short story that this was based off of. It's kind of told from the perspective of like a distant narrator, kind of like almost someone's reporting on the events. And I think that's sort of a more successful way to tell that story. I think it made it more interesting. I didn't read the whole thing, but I skimmed through it. And a lot of the elements were pretty similar, I'd say. And I think that's what they were trying to do with Ward, especially towards the end. There was a huge chunk in the middle where he just sort of disappeared the whole time. A, I think he's really sexy. And B, he was probably my favorite just having been that sort of narrator or taking on that role and experiencing things from the outside. Let me let me read you my letterbox review because I'm I'm actually very, very proud of this. I said it's like Annihilation because it really is very similar. You know, this alien creature comes from space and starts changing the world around it. It's like Annihilation. But if the alien was the mother of all messes from the cat in the hat. Wait, you wrote that? Yes, I wrote that. You sent me that last night and I was like, oh, that's genius. Uh, Whoever wrote that, that's really funny. I didn't realize you wrote it. It's a cat in the hat reference. Who else yeah, is gonna? Well, I figured that was why you sent it to me. But oh that's goodness. really, uh, that's really good. Thank I was you. Very I'm proud of you. Way to go. I'm very clever. I rated it two and a half stars, and it gets half a star for <laughs> now. Go feed your mother, <laughs> and families stick together. <laughs> I love that so much. Do you get that? Do you get I, why yes, that's funny? Yes, I get Do it. Get it? Yes. Okay, okay. Just make I'm not sure. happy about it, but yes, I get it. <laughs> it was sort of like uh, the sci-fi channel version of Annihilation, I would totally. say. Um, I think the graphics were sort of unforgivable. I think that the graphics of the, the color itself, I think, were really, really cool and really well done, especially when towards the end when they're moving and you can kind of see like their faces kind of stretched and stuff. That was really, really cool. Um, 
but the cat that they almost hit on the way back from the hospital and that little bug that comes out of the well, what the fuck? <laughs> Those looked awful. Um, I think that was the first time I texted you. Like, you, I don't know how you're going to feel about this movie. This is so strange. It had a lot of problems, but I think there is something here. I think there is something to be respected here. Yeah. So this is one thing that I actually noticed, though, and I looked it up to make sure, and I was right. Ward's name is Ward Phillips, and Howard Phillips is what the HP and HP Lovecraft stands for. That's cute. I love that. Ward was my favorite character. He was really, really cool. I hate that he wasn't in it for most of it, and he just sort of made this weird reappearance, but... He seemed like he was the only down-to-earth human in the middle of this weird family that probably spends too much time with each other because they just seemed, I don't know, toxic and weird and and I'm going to buy alpacas for the, the hell of it, for their milk because their milk tastes good. I don't know. Oh, I fucking, I blocked half this movie out. <laughs> Another thing that I found out when I was researching this is that Richard Stanley was like, oh, let's make three of these things. He's going to make... Well, he had planned on making a trilogy of Lovecraftian horror films. There's another story called The Dunwich Horror, which is was going to be this one sequel. Mm-hmm. But this movie costs uh, anywhere between like 6 and $12 million to make, and it made $1 million. Yes. So I don't know where um, Mr. Stanley's getting that budget from. Um, I hope that that idea sort of fades away quickly. Man, maybe not. Maybe if, if he – I mean, I guess he's – I guess I hope that he finds his budget somewhere and gets to make a movie just without Nicolas Cage. Because <laughs> um, I think he was my biggest issue in this film. One of the things that I wrote, I didn't know how to paraphrase this because it's very specific. Uh, so what I'm reading you, I did not write this. This particular note was made about the color that was essentially the color out of space and that it's magenta, which doesn't exist as a single wavelength of light as a part of the spectrum of visible light, which is like Mm -hmm. the colors that we know, red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, violet. But it's actually an extra spectral color that's only perceived by humans in a specific interaction of the optical rods in the eyes that detect red and blue in specific circumstances to create the magenta in the mind. You understand why I did not uh, paraphrase that. So since red and blue are often associated to like evil and good, it means that this color is sort of separate from both of those things to come from another universe where (laughs) these concepts can't be applied. I love that. So uh, let's move on because this this movie's dragging me down. This movie's giving me heart palpitations. I will say to close things out, I I will be watching it again. And Uh, I won't. (laughs) So the next movie was interesting for a lot of reasons. One, I mean, it's called Host, and it is about a group of friends that gather on a Zoom call. Okay, I guess this isn't necessarily a spoiler because it's a horror movie. They they join together for a seance, and obviously, you know, the most seancey things happen. Obviously, they unleash something. Like, it's very predictable in that sense. But one, I love a good movie that's like under an hour long. That's cool. (laughs) That was, I was like, wow, this is not going to take up, this is like an episode of television. This is not going to take up too much time. It did not overstay its welcome, but I felt like I knew the characters to a degree. It's It, it spends a good amount of time sort of establishing the dynamics within the group. Uh, another thing that is interesting about this movie is that it was shot completely during quarantine. It is one long Zoom call, 
and it's actually based on a short film where the director Rob Savage essentially did something similar. Um, but it was a it's a very short film. I sent it to you. It's like two minutes long, mm-hmm. and it actually has a lot of the same actors in it. This like little two minute film went viral, and he reached out to Shutter to be like, "Hey, I want to turn this into something larger." And the entire production, not like filming, but like the entire from idea to delivery lasted about 12 weeks. Oh, wow. The actors were directed virtually and had to like set up their own lighting and do their own practical stunts. Because again, this is like all just everybody at their separate houses. It's not set on a sound stage or anything like that, which I really thought was a really interesting way to make a movie and to not let the confines of quarantine stop you from being creative yeah it was a really great way to utilize the era and the resources that we have i think it was genius it was it was really 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 clever how they were able to like incorporate the filters and the backgrounds and all of these things that you know are memed today but everyone knows how to use them because everyone's using them it's really really clever this this was a great movie it kind of serves as like a time capsule of what we were dealing with during quarantine, whereas some of the other movies that maybe take place over Skype that are specifically on a computer screen might feel somewhat dated or out of touch. This movie specifically, because of the fact that it was shot during the confines of this pandemic, which will forever live in everyone that's alive's minds, They'll always be able to be like, oh, yeah, this was the movie that was like actually made during the pandemic. It is like this because we were all separated. Just I don't know. I don't even know if I'm articulating it right, but I think that is so neat. Yeah, no. And it wasn't like they tried to pass it off like it was just a Skype conversation. Like they, you know, they had masks and they, you know, did the elbow bump and everything. It was very clear that this was a product of of what's happening. And I also like. Again, using the features, the fact that a Zoom call only lasts 40 minutes. It was genius. It was genius. And then the um, at the very end when the screen was yep. like scrolling through the contacts, I was like, okay, what's happening next? What's like, what, what are they going to click on? And I realized it was the credits. Like yeah. the contact page is the credits. It's beautiful. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. Really is. That, that was really special. This director has directed a lot of short films, a couple that I have sent to you that are very impressive And um, I'm going to link them all below. Again, his name is Rob Savage. Particularly, there is one called Absence that I really, really loved. And then Salt, which I think proves that this guy needs to level up very soon um, (laughs) after we can actually... Because neither of these movies were shot in the confines of... I feel like this is a very different skill set than like directing a regular, you know, movie. But he clearly has mastered both mm-hmm. skill sets in my opinion i really yeah. was a, a fan of of all of the things that i've seen him do so far he did what i think when the first maybe two paranormal activities came out they managed to make it feel real totally agree and this is a movie you can also watch on your computer your phone i watched it on my phone as you guys know like i'm dealing with a, a back injury and a lot of times like the only way to get comfortable is to lay flat. So I was like holding my phone up to my face and I'm like, this feels natural. It feels like I'm talking to people on my, like, I mean, we've had Skype phone calls completely on my phone. It just felt very accessible. I want to bring up my favorite line. It was when um, the 
I don't remember her name, but it was the woman who who like organized the seance and was like giving them instructions and stuff. The older woman. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. OK. And they start hearing knocks and they're like, what is that? And she's like, oh, my God, you guys, it's my deliveries. I I cackled when that happened. Yeah. I was like, what a genius way to uh, to pull a fast one on us. That was really, really clever. And it's also like extremely timely because people getting groceries delivered yeah. and. Yeah, it's like genius. Like, shit, that's my grandpa. Sorry, guys. This movie's not perfect, though. Um, <laughs> there's a couple of things that I like. Definitely wanted to point out. One, it is literally like beat by beat, pretty damn predictable. I mean, oh, yeah. as far as the moment that you set it up, you know, or doing a seance, I'm like, oh, okay, you guys are gonna unleash something bad, and then the majority of you are gonna die. It's exactly what happens. It is definitely very well orchestrated, and I'm I'm not I'm not upset at that. One thing I do have a, a huge problem with, though, is how in the world where every single one of us have a cell phone with a flashlight on it, <laughs> uh, Haley decides that she's going to use this retro Polaroid camera, Polaroid camera to flash to see through the darkness in front of her <laughs> turn your flashlight on girl it's a horror movie tactic it's a trope it's it's a way to to give you that scare because if the light was on the whole time there wouldn't be that like moment of flash yeah. and moment of like i do you remember in the first saw when adam who is a photographer so naturally he would have a camera in his hand it was 2004 so not necessarily his phone didn't necessarily have a flashlight on it and he's flashing the camera because he hears something in the dark and you see, you know, a flash and then you see another flash and you see another flash and then you yeah. see the pig face come out. That to me felt like it was what it was going for. Mm -hmm. But I'm, the whole time I was like, well, this is just ruined because <laughs> turn your flashlight on. I, I'm just staring at my phone right now. I mean, like there are just even just the screen of the phone would have provided yeah. more light than that. Like, yeah. I understand the idea that it needs to be scary and you want to go for that feel of, like, you can suddenly see something and then you can't. And, you can, and obviously it plays to the ending of the movie because, again, spoiler alert, but that's how the film ends with them having that monster flash up in their face. But that seems just like a strange decision for sure. I also, when, uh, when you said her name was Gemma, I think that's mm -hmm. right. When she finally comes over, she makes a point to grab her mask, which I get, I understand, but... Gotta be I don't socially think, responsible. Yeah, but like, <laughs> yeah, I get it. That wouldn't be my first. Like, oh, gotta gotta protect myself from coronavirus, as well as this demon. <laughs> yeah, um, right. And I think the the elbow bump too was a little bit cheesy. It seems like we've been in this situation for so long now. Some of this stuff feels like a little cliche already. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know if it'll age well or if it'll age poorly. Like, All I don't I know, is, know if I'll remember this fondly or not now that I'm thinking about it. <laughs> right now, in the thick of everything, this was an enjoyable watch. And it made sense right now. Totally. But okay, this this is about Shudder. Uh, at least get a free trial of it. There are other things on there. There's like a couple of the Halloween movies, which I absolutely love. Um, but then a, several of them aren't on there, which is weird to me. I found a couple of gems just kind of browsing through trying to figure out what movie I wanted to choose. I saw one. It was called The Room, not to be confused with Room, which is the Brie Larson movie, right? Yeah. And The Room is the, oh, why can't I think of his freaking name? It's the Oh, Hi, Mark movie. What is the guy's oh, name? Um, 
If you hadn't asked me, I would have been able to. I know, but, but you guys know what the hell we're. It's like the worst movie ever made. Why so? Tommy Wiseau. Yeah, yes, yeah. it's really bad. Don't ever watch that movie. <laughs> but I mean, it's it's a funny bad. Like you should yeah. watch it at least once, just because it's fucking hilarious. But um, I've seen it several times, and I'm pretty much <laughs> over it now. But okay. <laughs> Um, no, this particular, the room was, uh, it's about this like couple that moves into this new house and they find surprise a room and this room, I don't want to spoil anything, but has certain powers and that it sort of changes their life. But, um, it was, it felt like a very fall movie. It felt, you know, very autumnal and, uh, I liked the couple and I'm, I only watched like half of it, but I, I do want to watch it in its entirety at some point. So yeah. I think it was, I would, I would pay $6 for these three movies. Yeah. And now that I'm thinking about it, I know horror noir is on there, which is the documentary about black people in horror movies. And then Mandy, which is the movie that our aunts at, we explain movies are about to do. I don't even know if it'll be out by the time we've done this, but it's at some point, <laughs> Um, it's another Nicolas Cage movie. It's got to be better than Color Out of Space. <laughs> well, who knows? Because like one of the big problems with Color Out of Space was Nicolas Cage. So I don't know. I, you know, and it's so crazy because Nicolas Cage is an Oscar-winning actor. I don't know what is going on with him. I don't either. But um, okay, yeah, get Shutter or don't. I don't know what <laughs> this was supposed to accomplish. I guess we just needed to do a quick take, and this is what we did. So I would um, say at least get the free trial. And yeah. watch a few of the movies. Um, I will probably keep it for a month as well, and 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 see how it goes from there. Because I mean, it is it is spoopy season, so you know what what better time to get it than now? So yeah, okay, I can see that you sold me, even though I already I already have it. <laughs> um, did we want to talk about uh, a new movie that we watched? Oh shit! I was like, okay, bye guys. You're right. Good point. <laughs> Yo, okay, you talk about the movie that you watched first. So I admittedly, I didn't like, this is our first quick take of the new season. I didn't like actively go out to watch a new movie, but in the interim between our last episode of the last season and now I have seen some new movies. <laughs> uh, I would hope so. <laughs> <laughs> just let me pull up my uh, Letterboxd. This episode is brought to you by Letterboxd, um, which was a, it's a, it's like a, a movie tracking it's like app. Goodreads, but for movies, you yeah. can just review movies and say you watch them, and it's kind of like a really like not a a great user interface that they need to fix. But it's not flawless. It's still it's still pretty cool. But when you learn to use it, it's it's handy. I actually I really 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 enjoy it. So we watched uh, Brigsby Bear, obviously. Uh, oh, you and I watched the movie Villains together, and that had uh, it was the girl from It Follows and. Sarsgaard was in it as well. Billy Sarsgaard. Yeah, it was it was interesting. It was okay. What that movie was awesome. I I gave it three stars. It wasn't like groundbreaking. But I don't was, even know that I put that on my letterbox, but I freaking loved that movie. <laughs> it was enjoyable. It was it was a fun time. Uh, I also watched Uncut Gems. That movie was long. It was anxiety inducing. I don't want to say it's a good movie, but I think if you watch it, you will not regret it. I think it is a very interesting acting choice for Adam Sandler. And I think he played his character incredibly well. I know there was a lot of Oscar drama with him in this movie. Yeah, I think a lot of people thought that he was going to finally be able to at least get a nomination. And uh, did he not? 
No, it didn't. He did. Did not. this movie I, get any nominations? Um, that you remember from the Oscars? I don't think so. Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, maybe something with writing, but like I, I honestly think it was like completely shut out. I could be wrong, and I genuinely don't care. I've never seen this movie. I think the issue with Adam Sandler is that you can't make 50 horrifically bad movies and then people start ex- taking you seriously as the Oscar caliber actor. I mean, sure, he is a good actor. He definitely has some shops, but his next movie is a Halloween movie from on Netflix where he's doing one of those weird voices again. And like, he's <laughs> talking like he has some sort of disability and it's like, why are you doing that now? Like what? Like you clearly showed that you can act like a bunch of people thought you were going to be nominated for an Oscar. Does it take place on like a cruise or a resort? No, but it is, like, it is like another reason for all his buddies to get together and have a party. It's <laughs> like, there's a lot of celebrities in it. like every one of his movies is like that. I can't, I can't blame him for that being like, no. Hey, I'm going to be with my best friends and we're going to go to fucking Hawaii to shoot this movie. And totally like good for him. Do I like, I don't think they're good movies, but you know, good for him for being able to do that. I wish I could do that. Damn. Um, I will say that uh, uncut gems is much different. It was an interesting watch. Uh, and I think it's worth watching at least once. Cool. Yeah, no, I definitely do want to see it at some point. I just, that's one of the ones that's sort of fallen under the radar for me. Oh, and uh, I wanted to bring up, I also saw, and this is probably my favorite of all of these movies. This is probably in the top 10 of my favorite movies of all time. The Hunt completely blew my expectations. I don't think I really knew a lot of what this movie was about. Yeah. But then I watched it. I would watch it a million more times. That is such a funny, awesome, badass movie. We watched that with Justin and Matt, right? Yes, yes. Okay. And then I watched it three more times after that because it was so gotcha. good. I was like thinking, I'm like, who did, who did I see that with? Yes. the Justin and Matt are my cousin and his boyfriend. And they spoke very highly of it. And then it sort of exceeded those expectations still. For fans of Kill Bill and Ready or Not, I think that's a good... Because it's sort of like thriller comedy and uh, with, with two really amazing actresses. Go watch this movie. It was yeah. incredible. And if you're not so adverse to like having a political discussion. That's um, the or thing. At least- it's – I think at the mm, – I don't want to spoil anything, but you're right. Like this movie was very much – I mean it was it was postponed – because of shootings that were politically charged. Yeah. This movie appears and was sort of marketed at first as a movie that is going to take a a specific side, but you wind up getting something completely different. And I'm like, I, I, it's very clear that we are, we are more on the progressive left leaning side on this podcast. And, uh, I was completely, I don't. I don't know. I don't want to spoil anything. That's, but that's I, I just. I'm happy like, with it. I'm. Yeah. I, I still like. And Betty Gilpin, I think, is probably one of my favorite actresses. I think mm-hmm. she is just everything she does is fucking perfect. Yeah. She's yeah. incredible. So. Yeah. Regardless of your political affiliations, I think you will enjoy this movie. Yeah. I, I really, really and do. I also think um, if you guys haven't seen it, just. Uh, Emma Roberts delivers like a tour de force in this film. She is so good in it. Don't you think? Oh, yeah. She blew my fucking mind. Uh, she 
I thought she was great. You can't. Yeah, she was. She was good. Yeah, she was great. I, I, she, she's also really funny. That's why he's laughing. She's a funny character. She is really funny. Those who have seen this movie know why this is funny. But um, just take our word for it. It's great. Okay, what movies? <laughs> what movies have you seen? Well, like I didn't. I thought we were just doing like I, I needed to watch a new movie this week. Like I've seen a lot of the movies that you just brought up. It's it's. Um, I mean, we're coming off of a break. There's yeah, there's a lot to yeah. catch up on. So I, oh God, I watched Mulan. Let me look at my letterbox. I watched Mulan. I absolutely hated Mulan. They took out all the good stuff. I was so bored. I watched it like with my mom and my sister and my cousin and her daughter. And her daughter fell asleep. My baby cousin, mm-hmm. Briley, fell asleep. Oh, you guys know about Briley. And then Shelly. Yeah. Shelly was our guest on when we did Scream. She liked it. And we actually had like a pretty good conversation about it, but I still hate it. <laughs> um, and I think my mom and my sister were just joking on me that I was like picking out like this is terribly edited like this is <laughs> I don't know I just couldn't keep my mouth shut because didn't you have to pay thirty dollars on top of your Disney Plus subscription to watch it too Yep, not worth it because it that comes out insane. in December anyway like if you want to watch Mulan wait it's not that good that is insane but if you do want to watch Mulan and you do want to pay the $30 and you do want to make Mulan super successful, it might lead to Black Widow getting dropped on Disney Plus, which I'd pay $100 right now to see Black Widow. <laughs> I would. I would pay $100 to rent Black Widow once. I believe that. Like that's how much I want to see Black Widow so, so bad. And I do not want them to put it in theaters right now because I I won't go to a theater. I won't see it. I respect people who think it's a a good decision for them. I, I, like, I don't want to do it. You're in a closed room. I know that some of them have been outfitted with like new circulation systems and things like that. Mm-hmm. But I live in Virginia. Like that's, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, you are kind of in like a, a box for two yeah. hours. That makes sense. I see people still in the grocery store with their masks off. So I'm not going to trust that you're going to, in between you putting popcorn in your mouth, that you're going to put your mask back on. And I'm just like, I don't, I just don't think I'd be able to fully enjoy it while worrying that like, okay, for the next two weeks, I need to worry about suddenly getting sick. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm okay. I'm glad that people feel comfortable in some regard. I just hope everybody's being safe. Um, okay, what did I watch? I watched The Hustle. It's Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, but sort of remade. Is that with Anne Hathaway and... Yeah, yeah, and Rebel Wilson. Was it good? Mm, it was fine. I didn't feel like any of the, the scams or anything like that were particularly memorable or so clever that you could follow. It kind of reminded me of um, this show called Leverage that I used to watch. And they were like five sort of scam artists, con artists, criminals that banded together to to sort of con bad people into helping good people. Like it was like very episodic in the beginning, you would meet somebody who had been harmed and then they would set up this like plan to help this individual by going against either this company or this person or whatever. And that's sort of what I was hoping. I was hoping for some like good scams and none of it really kind of panned out. It wasn't particularly funny either. That's a shame. Unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that's all I have listed. There are more movies that I've watched. Like clearly I didn't even put villains on here. <laughs> I'm not good at Letterboxd yet, but I also watched with my family The Wrong Missy on Netflix. It felt very much like an Adam Sandler movie. I think they go to Hawaii for like a work retreat or something. Yeah. Uh very predictable. Uh, but it did have me laughing quite a bit. It was a stupid movie, but it like 
watch it once maybe when you're drunk or something and it's it's a it's a good time but uh nothing award worthy <laughs> oh good yo i cannot believe i forgot about this one freaking uh murder mystery i think is what it's called another adam sandler movie it's like one of my favorite uh, adam sandler movies i thought it was great that, that's the one where they're on a cruise with jennifer yeah. aniston right yeah, yeah yes and i you know i love jennifer <laughs> aniston i love that they're really good friends and i thought it was like really kind of funny and clever and it is a legit murder mystery and there is you know like a, a decent twist at the end and i was like wow i like this like my favorite my favorite adam taylor movie of all time is big daddy i, I love that with uh dylan and cole sprouse mm-hmm um, and I love Fifty First Dates. Yeah, Fifty First Dates is a good one. I like and Mister Deeds, but I can't handle movies like Oh God, what the hell is his name? Uh, oh, when he has to go back to school because he's stupid or something. Oh, it's either Billy Madison or Happy Gilmore. I get those mixed up. Billy Madison, Happy Gilmore's yeah. where he plays the golf. golf. The hockey stick, I can't yeah. handle any either of those movies. <laughs> like I don't like it when he does the stupid voice. I, I I can't even do it. But like you know what I'm talking about. Oh. <laughs> Not a fan of that. He's living his dream. Yeah, no, I'm I'm happy for him. Keep going <laughs> that, but like there are specific movies that I like, and Murder Mystery is one of them. I'm sorry, this is going to be very, very long. This is very long. Um, I didn't even mention the film that I watched like last night to have something. It was really bad, and I should have seen it coming. I think I totally did, but like I was still like, I'm going to try this movie. It's called Fender Bender, and it is about a... Uh, a killer that drives along the highway looking for victims. And basically what he does is he goes and he'll get in a car accident with you and then get your information and then come in and kill you. There's an opening scene where it happens. And then we almost watch the exact same thing unfold again with a much less compelling individual. And then you find out, okay, she's the girl we're focusing on. And I'm just like, okay, I'm just waiting for her to die the whole time. Was this on uh, Shutter? So it was on Prime. It was on Prime, but um, yeah, I'm glad I didn't pay for it. <laughs> I mean, it's cool, I guess. Like the idea is is cool, but I just didn't really care about any of the characters or anything like that. I don't necessarily recommend it unless you're just looking for like a cheesy sort of slashery movie. But it doesn't really go anywhere, in my opinion. It could have been a lot better. And honestly, a lot shorter now that we're, you know, talking about how long movies need to be. It could have been about 30 minutes long, to be honest with you. I love a good short film. Totally love a good short film. The shorter, the better. <laughs> Do you want to wrap this up? Yeah. What are we doing next week? Oh, shit. Oh, Candyman. So this next episode was actually planned when Nia DaCosta's new Candyman was going to come out in October. Uh, the one with Yaya Abdul-Mateen II. And now it's been pushed just like everything else. Yeah. So, But we're still doing it because it's still a, a really good movie. Well, I mean, okay, I think you'll I think you'll be able to appreciate it to a regard. He's not seen it. I have. But he's iconic. Candyman's iconic. Yeah, it's the slasher that I know the least about. Um, but he seems the most interesting. So I'm, I'm very excited for this. So... Totally. Should totally. be fun. And I've met Tony Todd before. He's really, really cool. <laughs> I like him a lot. Um, awesome. So I'm, I'm really excited to talk about uh, probably his most, definitely his most iconic role. I'm excited for next week. And God, this is so long. Wow. We've really, okay. <laughs> I might have to cut this down a lot.
This is a and long. Then I cut take. all your parts. Huh? Okay, that's fi- that's fine. I said it's a long take, not a quick take. Totally. That's what these all like. We just get on here and we ramble and we think, oh, we're not going to have enough to talk about, and bam. It's almost as hours. if we just love talking about movies or something. I don't know. It's- we just love talking about film, <laughs> and now we want to talk <laughs> to you. We just recorded our new um, intro, or it's like the same intro, but it's with new music. So we've had to like re-record. Uh, yeah, re-record our words to fit with the new music. Uh, having to remember those lines, like I just hear them like all the time now. <laughs> like that's take one, that's take two, and that's take three. Like I just like thinking about that. Like that, those are my lines in that. I gave you all the hard lines. Huh? <laughs> I, I re-listen to our episodes frequently. Uh huh. And so I've just I've memorized my lines at this yeah. point. So, but if you want to hear the new music, uh, you can go check out our last episode we did on Brigsby Bear, which was a great fun time. Yeah, I yeah I love that movie too. All right, let's end this. Bye everybody. Okay, bye.